I'm going to try this mic today as my mic is being worked on. Um, Chris, you can go ahead and black out the PowerPoint there um, for a little bit. I'm going to do something that I had not intended to do, but sometimes you, uh, you change things, right? As, uh, as Rob was talking about the Orphan Sunday this morning, um, I know a lot of us have been directly affected, and so I just wanted to take a minute and, and see how many people. And so I'm going to do a, a show of hands uh, when I'm done here, but if, um, if anybody has been directly affected by um, adoption or the foster care system in some way or another, whether maybe you adopted somebody or, or you were adopted, maybe you helped out in the foster care system, um, support orphans overseas, if somebody in your family has been affected by it, go ahead and just raise your hand right now. Look around, keep them up, keep them up high. There are a lot of us you see all these people, these hands, you can go ahead and put them down, um, that are directly touched, uh, directly affected by the cause of orphans, people with, with no parents to, to look after them. And, and really, when it comes straight down to it, every single one of us has been adopted by God. Every single one of us has a God that call, calls us His children. And He opens His arm to us. And He says, you are my child. Amen? I think that um, we've all known somebody that has disappointed us in our, in our walk in this world. Somebody who's walked out on us maybe through divorce, maybe somebody who, who died too early. And it leaves us asking a question, why? Why'd you leave? Or in the case of death, why, why so soon? God, why? We've had friends that at one point called us a friend, and then something happens and changes. And all of a sudden you realize one day that that person that was close to you is no longer a friend. And you think, did I do something? Middle school years are notorious for that because of a brand name of shoes or something or other. Uh, I had a friend of mine growing up and his name was Macheria. And, uh, but you started this, okay? <laughs> I might get a little teary here, but. We were good friends. We hung out together, we went to school together. <laughs> And we noticed stuff missing from around our house. And just little things here and there. And 
couldn't figure out where they were going, you know, behind the couch. Maybe they fell out of the car, got buried in the backyard with the G.I. Joes, who knows. Uh, and then uh, at our house, growing up, we had a long driveway uh, in Kenya, and there were, there were two gates where, uh, that you would close, and if you had night watchmen, they had a little security uh, house there. And my mom and I had opened the gate one time as we drove in, and we always would walk all the way back, and something told me, I just got this sense, so I need to look in this, this house right here. So I come over here, and I open it up, and there's all the stuff that's missing, and, uh, well, I guess it wasn't all the stuff that was missing, but it's a bunch of our stuff, and I'm thinking, ah, oh, my siblings have been stealing all my stuff and hiding it from me. And then uh, we looked up, and we saw my friend go taking off around the corner. And so I go running after him, hey, how are you doing? He's like, well, somebody was breaking into your house. I, I saw them, and they were, they were stealing your stuff. And, and I was like, oh, well, that's, that's terrible. Well, let's, let's go find everything. And, you know, eventually we... We put two and two together. Never quite the same after that. Talk to people whose spouse walked out on them for no reason. Just something changed one day and they leave. Not happy anymore. It's not you, it's me, they say, right? So I leave, and then you're left alone with the questions. We've all had somebody like that. And uh, for me, seeing the, the fallen part of humanity kind of what drove me to following God so much. Because for me, when I was a kid, uh, I was born in Tennessee, and then we moved over to, to Kenya when I was three. And uh, I grew up there for 10 years. And I went to the, the public school there that they had. I was homeschooled there for a while. Uh, we did the one-room schoolhouse thing for a long time. I went to a boarding school there. Um, we moved back to the United States when I was 13 and uh, down to Texas. I don't claim Texas, I didn't stay there long enough, but it almost got me. <laughs> almost, not quite though. Uh, but I went to public school there for a while, and then I went to a private school there for a while, and then my, my 10th grade year, uh, my parents came and said, hey, Eric, we're, we're moving again, we're gonna move to, to Oregon. And uh, this was my formative teenage years, right? And so, I was beginning to decide that I didn't like moving, because you know what happens when you move to all your friends, you leave them back behind, right? And so this would be the I don't know, third major change in just a few years of making friends and leaving, making friends and leaving, making friends and, and leaving them. And then that was, I was going to my junior year, and so I knew that well, I'd be in Oregon for two years, a year and a half, and then I'd go off to college, so I wasn't going to make friends there either. anyways. So I kind of decided I was going to stop talking to people, because if I didn't talk to people, then I wouldn't, <laughs> couldn't be friends with you. I, I just wouldn't be hurt again, right? 
And during that time, I realized that God, God is the only one who will never leave. He will never leave us and never forsake us. At no point will we ever come to church one day and find out, oh, God's not here because he's not happy anymore and he's left. God will always be here. And it doesn't matter if the building is gone. That means nothing. We can gather together in our homes. We can gather together under a tree. And guess what? God will be there. Psalm 139, verse 7 says this. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? Let me read that again. 139.7 Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I go from your presence? And it's not written there, but the answer is nowhere. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me by night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as day, for darkness is as a light with you. You formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. And I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven together in the depths of the earth. Where can we go from God's Spirit? Let me hear you. Where can we go? Nowhere. Nowhere can we go from God's Spirit because God is everywhere. And for those that are following Him, He dwells in us. We can't escape from our own selves, and if God's in us, God is with us. And so in the, in the depths of despair, when we're lost, God is there. In those exciting moments of, of newness, of excitement, of joy, God is there. And so for all of us who are adopted into God's family, we are lucky enough to call him Father. Amen? Yeah. And when we say Father, some of us were abandoned by our fathers. Or mothers. And so when we say father, what we mean is what a father truly is. Uh, what a, who a, tr a father truly is. Somebody who protects us, who feeds us, who guides us, who clothes us. That is God. Turn to the end of Matthew. Matthew 28. Very last few verses here. Here we have the, the disciples. And they are with Jesus 
as, as he's about to ascend into heaven, and he's gathered them around. These are kind of, you know, these final instructions that he has to send them out. And he says this, Matthew 28, 16. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. That is a guaranteed promise. I am with you always to the end of the age. And so for me, you know, when I was in those teenage years and you got the hormones rushing around in you and someday, you know, you wake up, it's the best day in the world and two hours later, it's terrible and all of that and I don't want to make friends and so I'm not talking to anybody, which is how Lisa and I met, by the way. We were sitting in class together and I never said anything and so she looked at me and she was staring at me one day. What? Why don't you ever say anything? What do you want me to say? Anything. This is the best line ever. Hi. It was love from then on. But in those years, understanding that God will always be there. He will not walk out on me. And then also on the opposite side, nothing I could do, nothing that I can do will make him say, oh, Eric, sorry, done with you. Kick you out. Nothing. Because he knows. He knows what it is to be human. He knows what it is to be man. He knows what it is to, to struggle. And he said, you can do nothing that will make me leave you. I will always be there for you. You may, you may turn your back on me, but the second you turn around, I will be there to welcome you with open arms. And so when we have the, the parable of the, the sons, and one asks for his inheritance, and he leaves, he says, give me what's mine, I'm gone, I'm done, I'm out of here. His father does it, and he goes, and he wastes it, and he, he spends it all, and then he realizes he has nothing left, and he's eating pig slop. And in that moment, he goes, oh, the slaves at my father's house eat better than I do. I'm going to go home, and maybe he'll let me do that. And as he's approaching the house, who's looking for him? His father. His father has not abandoned him. And he comes running out to meet him, and we're going to celebrate this. That person is God for us. That's the message for today. God will never leave you nor forsake you. And so I, I pray that if, if this is one of those moments for you where you're having a downtime, understand that God has not left you. Seek Him and you will find Him. Maybe you are in one of those times where you feel close to God. 
but maybe somebody around you is having one of those moments. And God's put you there to take care of that person and help them understand God will never leave you nor forsake you. Let's pray. Father God, this morning as we, we took a few moments to, to, to pause and think about orphans in this world, Pray you help us understand that, that all of us are in that case. We are all orphans that have been adopted into your family. And God, as we walk through this world each day, good or bad, whatever comes our way, I pray that you remind us that you are always with us. That you are lifting us up when we fall. That you are there to support us, for us to lean against you. I pray that you make your power and your presence known in our lives. Show yourself, reveal yourself to us, fill us with your spirit. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. And together we all say, Amen. Let's stand together and let's sing. Let's praise this Father of ours.